Hello and welcome to another edition of the Evanation Show. It's part five of my local business series, and even though like they don't, it's technically a chain, but. Like I said in the Marissa Donnelly interview, it's my show, I can do what I want, so the rules are made to be broken. It is uh, the owner of the Metro PCS uh, mobile phone and accessories store here in Four City. Uh, it's a husband and wife duo, Clint and Michelle Kraft, and I'm joined by Michelle Kraft today. So, we're taping this on a Tuesday morning. Uh, how, how are you feeling on this uh, 9 a.m. on a Tuesday? Good! Are you uh Are you normally like awake around like 9 9:30 like I have a hard time getting myself awake at this point unless I have to be awake for something. I am definitely a morning person. I usually get up at least by 6 o'clock in the morning. That's that's brutal. How, <laughs> how, 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 do you, how do you do it? Well, I used to work down at Kway the gas station and I had to be to work at 5. So I was getting up at like 3.30 in the morning, so sleeping until 6. That's my quiet time in the morning. We don't open here until 10, so that gives us plenty of time to... I feel like coming to work at 10 is wasting half my day. I don't go to work anywhere until 2, so I don't ha- I don't have to move until I absolutely like need to. And it feels feels good. Like I, I don't think I could get up at 5 a.m. every day. I don't think I could do it. I mean, I could, but I'd be miserable and a zombie for half the day. It gets a little tough when I stay up till midnight, but... Oh, yeah, I, I, I can imagine. So we'll start <laughs> a little bit about you, just your background, and then how you got involved with... Before it became Metro, it was iWireless, so just a little bit of background on you and how you and Clint got involved with like the iWireless uh, before it became Metro. Okay, so Clint did cell phones before... Um, I wireless, he worked for, uh, Midwest wireless. He did that for a little bit and they sold out to Verizon. He did not go on to Verizon. He was approached by WCTA and WCTA wanted him to open a store. That's where the I wireless came in. I believe we opened that in October of 2007. It was kind of a scary transition. We were super young at the time. Didn't have a whole lot of money. Didn't really know what we were doing at the time. Um, I think he was 30. I was 25. Um, We just decided that we were going to go with it and give it a try. And it was super successful. We did that for about 10 years before iWireless sold out to T-Mobile. We were told with change comes opportunity. We didn't really know what was going on. It was just kind of... We found out in November, so there was kind of like a five-month limbo period where we just kind (coughs) of went with it and didn't know what was happening, couldn't really say a whole lot, but there was really nothing to say because we knew nothing. Um, We just took it as it came. What did you do before you uh, opened... So, iWireless opened in October of 2007. Yep. You were in your mid-20s, and you're just like, you know what, screw it, this is good. What were you doing before that? Me? I managed K-Way, the gas station, um, down on Highway 9 and 69. I managed that. Well, I started there outside of high school, and then I managed that. So, I actually didn't start selling phones. I've only done it for, like, five years. We owned the store, and Clint pretty much solely ran it. Um, 
before that, he actually worked at High V. He was in Albert Lee as a store manager, and then he went to Mason City in the bakery. He was kind of a manager there, just so he had more set hours. What was that transition of learning how to do cell phone repair, how to how to figure out what problems are? Uh, how steep is that learning curve going from nothing to figuring out how to repair hundred multiple hundred dollar phones? Clint is very self-taught. He likes to just take it, figure it out. A lot of trial and error. Um, when people trade in phones and they're busted, you know. A lot yeah. of times we ended up just buying people new phones because it was a learning experience. But after that, it kind of be, you know, you don't make the same mistake twice. And especially when it's an expensive one, you just yeah. kind of. And especially when it's like, oh, hey, here's this new iPhone I paid like $400 for. I don't know. I, I don't know how much iPhones are worth. But I'm just going to say it's worth $400. But, oh, I need to figure out how to make this work. Like if they, if someone asked me right now to repair their phone, I'd have no idea what to do. I actually went to, well, actually I can say I've fixed two screens and they were like taken apart and given to me like, this is exactly step by step what you do. When we opened, I think in 2007 is when the first iPhone came out. It was like the original iPhone 3G because it was all iPods before that. Yeah. And Clint can pretty much just make iPhones. Like he could take a motherboard from one and put on another and he just had tons of them at the time and just took them apart and played with them and did all sorts of things. Is it intimidating at first when you're trying to figure out, I don't know how to do this, and if I screw this up, uh, well, then this person's out a multiple hundred dollar phone if I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my gosh. When I first came up here as I wireless and started selling phones, nobody liked me. Everybody hated me here. People would drive by, see my vehicle, and, like, circle the block hoping Clint's vehicle would be here. Like, it was so bad. I would, like, drive his vehicle to work just trying to get customers to come in the store. Like, nobody wanted to deal with me because they knew I didn't know anything. Um, And then people would come. They'd open the door, see me, and be like, I'll come back when he's here. (laughs) Like, nobody would talk to me. Did did it bother you? Um, I would kind of laugh it off at first. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, he's like my husband. I can figure it out. And I think the big thing is just showing people you're going to take care of them. Don't let a customer leave not happy. I mean, once I showed the customers, like, you don't have to know everything in a business is kind of my rule of thumb. You just have to show the customer you're going to get them taken care of. But, like, when I first came up selling phones, I mean, I literally had to take the back off the phone and look at the model number to compare it with my spreadsheet. Like, I walk up here and there's 20-some phones. I knew nothing about phones. I was married to the phone guy, you know. He ran the store for the first seven years on his own. And which he was only a phone call away, so I could call him at any time. But when I had came up, we were actually in the process of opening the Mason City store. So he was setting up displays and, you know, getting that whole store going. And so it was kind of a crazy time for us. (laughs) So people would actually circle the block, see, oh, Michelle's here. Okay, I'm out. I'm going to come back later. Oh, yes. Yes. And anytime. I mean, we've had a lot of part-time help and stuff like that. And, I mean, it's just you've got to show them. The customer just needs to know you're going to take care of them. Because, actually, now in Clint's in store, people would rather deal with me over Clint, I would say, just because that's who they're used to. So, like, if we're both standing here, 90% chance the customer is going to come to me versus Clint. Is it more of a you have better bedside manner than him? or I think it's just whoever they're term. used to. No, whoever oh. you're used to dealing with. Like, because we still have, like, it's kind of weird. You have your own set of customers, and it's 
you know, like whoever they start their business with, that's who they want to continue with. The customer just wants in full, they just want to be taken care of. And so like they were just, you know, for eight years they dealt with Clint. They didn't want to talk to anyone else. I did always laugh when I came up here. Every, he, he had a different name by everyone. He was Clint. He was Cliff. He was Clay. He was, I'm like, do you mean Clint? No, Chris. I'm like, Chris? Like my son, Chris? They're like, no, Chris, that works on phones? I'm like, no, that's Clint. No, it's Chris. I've been coming here for seven years. I'm like, but that's my husband. It's Clint. (laughs) So people people didn't get around to getting his name, but his name as the phone guy? Yeah. Oh, gosh. If he goes anywhere in public, like anywhere, I mean, he would have a phone in his hand for many years. And a couple of years ago, iWireless uh, is, iWireless, as we know, is no longer a thing. Nope. It's now uh, Metro, uh, it's now Metro PCS, which, iWireless used to be a subset of T-Mobile. Is Metro still a subset of T-Mobile? It's actually not Metro PCS anymore. Last October, um, Metro PCS did a big name change. It's Metro by T-Mobile. So it's the same company, but T-Mobile owns us. So we have full access to the T-Mobile um, network. So they want... Ev- and before it was Metro PCS, and I should know what the PCS stands for, but that was pretty much the whole... A lot of the reason of the name change is everyone's like, Metro PC? That's what everyone would call it that came in. The yeah. big the name change is to let everyone know we are T-Mobile. We're just a prepaid version of them. And what was that transition like between iWireless no longer being a thing to then just playing the waiting game, waiting for this new place to show up? What did you do in the in the downtime? Well, when we found out about the transition, we kind of panicked a little bit because, you know, we both work here. It's all of our eggs in one basket. Like, we're straight based on commission, so you have absolutely no money coming in. Like, there's nothing. Um, we panicked a little bit, but we were like, we're going to be okay. We actually have a rental company as well, so we bought two houses and that were just awful houses, <laughs> and we completely fixed them up and remodeled them. Like that HGTV, like that HGTV show where they buy the house, they tear it apart and rebuild it and then resell it? Yes, pretty much. We bought one foreclosed house for like $30,000. I mean, it was destroyed. And you can't buy a price house in this town for that price. No. I actually just got it appraised, and it's worth like 110 now. I mean, that's what we did to it. And then the other one, I mean, it wasn't that great, but it was definitely, I mean. So, so what's what's that like? So you bought a $30,000 house that, at face value, if they knew it was inside, would someone have bought it for 30000 And Not with what it looked like at the time, no. So, we put a lot of work into it. So what what is that like? Where you buy like a thirty thousand dollar house that on face value is nowhere near worth thirty grand, and then you just gotta gut it and put it put it back together. Well, paint, carpet. I mean, we completely like tore out the basement, and the basement's open. You know, you do new flooring, you do new cabinets, and you just when you can do a lot of the work yourself, you can save a ton of money at redoing a house. How how'd that get started? Was that just a we need to do something in case this IOR, this thing goes south, or what It's was kind it? of our retirement plan. It's kind of our, have a, we have like five rentals now. Was that? That's kind of been in the works for a couple of years. We just kind of added on to it, because 
who gets four months off? I mean, neither of us are the type to sit still. I don't think we ever, we always said our goal was to be able to sit and watch the um, Wheel of Fortune. I really don't think we ever watched it once because we were out of the house by six. I think we worked 12 to 14 hour days the whole four months we were closed. Because we actually closed on April 1st and then we we closed iWireless April 1st. And then we reopened, we closed, okay, let me rephrase that. We closed two iWireless stores, Mason City and Forest City, on April 1st. This was 2018? Yes. 2018, so last year. Yep. And then August 2018, we opened three Metro stores. We did Forest City, Mason City, and Cedar Falls. Cedar Falls? Yes. We actually, we opened that... When we first opened in August, but we did actually just close that on Mother's Day. That one just wasn't wasn't real busy for us. I mean, it didn't cost us a ton, but it didn't make us. You think that with like it's more densely populated area, and when you and I is in school, you, you would think that on paper it would be a lot busier, wouldn't it? Um, we did. We think mainly our location was kind of an issue. And it was hard to want to put a whole lot of money into that area. It was so far away. We had a great employee down there. He was one of our Mason City employees that we had with iWireless. We've never really had any turnover as far as um, employees. We have all of our original employees right from the start. We've had to add on a couple. Um, There aren't a lot of places I can say that. No, we have all of our original iWireless employees. When we closed Cedar Falls... Um, Dalton, he did stay with Metro, but he went to the other dealer in Waterloo. That was kind of the other issue. There's two Metro dealers. It's all in our same market. So like we can see their sales and everything, you know, that, but we had him go work over there, but we're just kind of all just a close knit family. Like we're just a group of friends that work together more so than anything. So there's another, so there's another, uh, Metro or iWireless dealer in the in the Cedar Falls area. Metro, yeah. There's two stores in Waterloo. I'm just imagining that there's like some sort of like gangland turf war between you guys, and like you guys had to fight like Highlander style, where they can be only one. Actually, no. It's our. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy how it all works. It's our master dealer, so it's who we buy phones from is who owned that area. So we're all kind of like in a group. So like we can see sales each, like every day. So, like, Forest City, like, there's many days that we beat Rochester and Waterloo stores at what we sell here in Forest City. Though for the last, so for four months, you worked on your rental, you worked on your rental stuff, Mm -hmm. and then you reopened. Was there a point where it's like, look, I just can't take any more Pat Sajak. I need to do something. Like, Pat Sajak, you're a really nice guy, but I just can't take it anymore. No, not really. I mean, we just... Stayed busy and just kind of kept it all afloat and kept it going. That's uh, that's the host of Wheel of Fortune for those of you playing along. I think Vanna White <laughs> is still a thing. But. <laughs> yeah, we just, I don't know. And uh, recently you were involved with uh, a benefit of one of your closer friends, uh, Mindy Meredith, which the community rallied around and uh, together. Mm-hmm. So, well, how did that how did that come together, and uh, what's it mean to you to be involved with that? Uh, Mindy's always been my best friend since like fourth grade, and so she has Hodgkin's lymphoma. She found a um, lump on her neck, and I knew right away when she found out. I'm like, we need to do something. We need to raise some money because cancer's not cheap, 
you know, no, she's been not. off, she's been off work for how long? And it's just kind of how it all works, like with the medical bills and stuff like that, because she can either work all or none is kind of how her insurance works in the, not necessarily insurance, but like the family medical leave and stuff like that. Like you can't just go work half days and stuff like that. Cause that messes with all of how you get paid for it. So like when she has her chemo, she's wore down and so we just decided we were going to do a benefit and it just took off like crazy. I mean, the businesses were awesome. Everyone we talked to were just crazy. I couldn't believe what people did and gave and the people that helped out. I mean, we did it at the Civic Auditorium June 22nd and I mean, it was just crazy. It just kept getting bigger and bigger. I knew we put in the work that we needed to. The community donated. And then the amount of people that just came. I mean, we just can't thank everyone for the crazy support. And we honestly don't even have it all fully, fully totaled yet, what we've got. But, I mean, we had an awesome turnout. We raised tons of money. Did you... Did you... Uh, when you say, did you get near like a hundred thousand or like not? Probably not that. No, no, no. no not, not I mean, high. my goal was ten thousand, and I know we wait. We're way over that. So. Oh, you're way. Well, you're way over your goal, which is which is a good thing. Yes, I wish we would have hit a hundred thousand. That would have been awesome. Uh, that would have been. You'd have. I don't know how we'd how how you guys would do that. Like get over a hundred grand. It'd have to be like some pretty serious auction items. Like. Right. Right. You know, maybe in a bigger city, but I mean, you know, we're still in four city. What's the population here between four and five? That some something like that. So I mean, maybe in a bigger city, but I, you know, I try to remember we're still in a pretty small community. So I was trying to be pretty realistic at the ten thousand. But I mean, and the you, civic you sh- was just full. Like you shattered that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even guess. I mean. At exactly, because we don't have it all closed out. We don't have, you know what I mean? Some committees still have it. We just haven't put it all together yet. I mean, there's just been a lot going on for everyone yet. So, uh, is, is she doing better since yes. then, or is it? Yeah, she is. Um, I think she still has chemo until about September. So she is definitely doing a ton better. She just has a lot, just a long road in front of her. I mean, she's still pretty young and just doesn't have, I mean, it's definitely a curable cancer, but cancer just sucks. Yeah, I don't think anyone's, uh, like, not going to feel that way when it comes to any kind of disease or or cancer. And it's right. uh, And she was always uh, she was always uh, really nice to us when like when when she'd come in when I was at work because like everybody knew her. She was one of the few regulars that like was actually nice to us. So Mm -hmm. so whatever so whatever very happy very positive whatever we can whatever we could do will. uh, We'll do we'll do what we can, and then we found out that uh, my mom, when she worked at Hanson's, uh, she uh, her oldest Drew, yep. she had him when he was like an infant or a toddler or something. He was in the infant room. And uh, in two thousand and one. Yeah, my uh, yeah, it, it always feels weird when like my mom would like run into like college age kids, and they talk about, oh yeah, y- you were my preschool teacher, my infant teacher, and it's like. She's been doing her IT job for so long that I kind of forgot that she had a life before that. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it kind of makes you feel a little bit old when like these 20 something kids are just like, oh yeah, your mom was my first teacher and I love your mom and she was my favorite. And I was like, oh, okay. 
Okay, and you don't really I know. I remember her at Hanson's. <laughs> I think a lot of people do, but she's been at this uh, IT job for the better part of 12, 13 years now. Holy cow. Which is actually kind of funny for us because uh, when I was in like middle school in like 2005, 2006, like there were times where we would have to teach her how to send an attachment in like AOL because like AOL was still a thing. Mm-hmm. So we had to teach her how to like send attachments and now she's taking apart laptops that are worth eight, $900. <laughs> so it's, I believe it completely. It's, it's, it's fun how these things, how these things turn around. Uh, do you, is there any part of the business that you enjoy more than others or, is, or just some things that are just kind of a grind, but you just know you just got to do it or. Uh, my favorite part is probably the customer service, taking care of the customer. I mean, I truly believe there's like 10 ways to do everything. It's just finding out which way to do it and how to get the customer taken care of. You know, like, okay, I want my contacts. So it's like, okay, do I have to put them on the computer and export them that way? Do I have to Bluetooth them? You know, like when you switch from Android to Apple, it doesn't work. Is there an app that'll work better? You know, like, I don't know. Everybody's needs are just different. I definitely like a challenge. Sometimes it's like, leave your phone, I'm going to find a way. You know what I mean? What was the most challenging, like, this seems impossible, but you figured out a way to to do it? Everything, because I didn't even like phones. I mean, I was married to the phone guy. He did it for seven years, so, like, I was probably, like, the worst customer. I'm like, no, this is what I want done. Do it now. Like, I never had to think about how things needed to be done. You know, I never thought about importing and exporting and Bluetoothing and here's my phone, make it happen, was kind of what it used to be like. No, it's um, like, okay, I want results last week. Like, see Pretty much, yeah, and this is how I want it. Like, no, I don't want to have to do that. Like, it's not an option for my phone not to work and not work perfect. Like, like I have a spot on my tempered glass. Like, that is not an option, you know? Like, we just don't do that. So you never thought about how, like, the X, Ys, and Zs and how to get things done. You just kind of gave it to Clint and he just figured it out? Yeah, and... he just did it all. So now it's like, which I have it down now because there's just... A million ways like people call me all the time like the other employees like how do you do this or anytime I hear an employee say no that's not possible it's like my big thing is I hate the word no don't tell me no find a way to make it happen and there's sometimes it's just not possible does it make you feel better that you went from people would circle the block to not deal with you to now people are calling you trying to figure out how to do things <laughs> now it's almost like I have to hide my car around the block if I want to stop in real quick you know like I just had to lock the door or look Oh, I thought a customer's coming in. You know, I had to lock the door just so somebody wasn't here early, you know, because we have to come in at 7 or 8 o'clock if we don't, you know. But I tell customers all the time, my car's here, I'm, you know, we don't open until 10, and I had three customers here between the 8.30 and 9 o'clock hour, which is not a big deal. Like, I'd rather take care of you and let you make a payment quick than who wants to be inconvenienced an hour and a half just waiting for a store to open. You know, that's one thing. That's kind of what we said when we opened Forest City. Like, there's not a lot of customer businesses that we go to. Like, I always judge a business off their customer service. Nothing annoys me more when I walk in a business and somebody doesn't look at you and say hi. Or if they smile. Or if I feel like an inconvenience in a business, I will never go back to it. Or, like, if somebody's rude and I'm, I, like, walk out and, like, thank you, have a good day. Like, should I have to tell the business to have a good day? Like, sometimes people just need to hear those things. I mean, I don't know. You've went full circle from 
no one wants to deal with you to now people are calling you <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out how you can do how you do this with the phone which which has to make you feel a little bit personally satisfied how you went from oh she's here whatever I'll come back to oh my god Michelle thank you how do I do this 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 uh, uh. oh yes I have people call my home phone I mean my messenger on my Facebook I mean now it's anywhere you go, you're getting questions. And it's like, wow, it's just so nice that I can actually answer them now. I mean, at first, I didn't know a lot. Like, I'm, but you I just had take two weeks qu- of training, you know? You, like, you take the questions, immediately go to Clinton, and just go tell yep. them what you said. Well, and just like anything else, I mean, don't leave anything unhandled, and you can find a way to find the answer. And bottom line is, take care of the customer, and the customer will always be back. And that's kind of how we've built our business, and that's kind of what... We've done. Yeah, is there anything else that you want to say before uh, before we sign off? I don't think so. All right. Well, uh, that 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 ought to wrap things up. If you want to listen to this episode and future episodes, there's a couple ways you can a couple ways you can do that. If you go on Apple Podcasts and you just type in the Evan Eichen Show, it'll pop up. If you have an, but that only works if you have an Apple device, obviously, because it's Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android device, uh, if you download the Podbean app, it's the same. It's the same thing. Or you can go online to Evanation, all one word, dot podbean, dot com. Uh, episodes release are released every other Thursday, so this will be available on the 18th, uh, Thursday the 18th. And then after this will be the last episode for the month of July, and then we'll be back in early August. So for Michelle Kraft, I'm saying Evanation, I'm Evanation saying so long, and I'll see you next time.